Foreman, to say it is an honor to speak with you is just a, un, just a complete understatement. <laughs> uh, we are a boxing show. We are also an entertainment show. Fans of your career, fans of your commentary career, and now we get to to really spotlight a very significant part of your life and career as a fighter. How did you know, when is the right time, do you think, to, to tell your story on this level? Some people have conflicting thoughts of how much they want to share while they're still among the living. And you're strange because you, I'd gone through life trying to hide my life. Dog glasses, dog car windows, big gates around my home. You want privacy more than anything in the world. Then with the movie, you got to reveal your secrets. And it wasn't right until now. And then finding Chris Davis, the great the actor, he brought out George Foreman that I wasn't afraid of anymore. He revealed things, the secrets. He made them worthwhile now. And so it was the right time right now. Mm -hmm. I like, I'm interested in what you say of secrets. You know, fighters communicate with each other in a language that us lay people will never will never know until you've done the camp, you've done the road work, you've done the dieting, or you're a heavyweight, so no dieting, but <laughs> all of those things. So what type of, uh, how much did you feel comfortable sharing outside of the brotherhood since Chris is an actor, but to get him to embody you the right way? Yeah, you, you had a lot of things when you're out there in life trying to make certain that people have an image of you that's what you want them to have. But the biggest fights I had were outside the ring. I had a lot of struggles outside. I had to get up, brush my pants off, spin in my palms and say, I'm going another round. And that's what that movie is really about, telling those stories outside the rings that no one could have seen. Uh, as we see in the in the trailer of the film, you went through a spiritual awakening after an incident in the ring and and committed to your life to to speaking God's word. In the course of your life now, have you has God spoken to you again that way, uh, in a similar way like what gets portrayed in the movie? Well, I had that experience with death death after that movie back in the seventies. And uh, I was dead and alive. I started screaming, Jesus Christ was coming alive in me. I didn't want anyone to know about that. I was really ashamed. I said, I'm going to keep this to myself because I had made fun of those kind of gestures. It was a joke to me. Religion was all about a joke. I didn't think it was real, so I hid it for a long time. But for 10 years, I couldn't make a fist. I couldn't box at all. But then... For good reason, I had to go back into boxing. and then. But it was a good thing because I had faith this time. I didn't have anger that motivated me the first time, anger. This time, I only had faith that if I ever gave out, was tired, God would help me. Mm -hmm. I, I like that intersectionality of boxing and faith. I saw that you recently were in Atlanta with Layla Ali to host the screening of the film there and, you know, excited crowd to to see your story. And as is historically we know, Muhammad Ali also had a big faith awakening that influenced his career. When you get to be with Layla and you get to see her, you know, what? Do, how do you feel when you get to be with her? And, you know, does it take you back to some of those times? You know, what are those times like for you? But those little babies, uh, weren't even born when I fought Muhammad Ali. 
Of course, he made a, went on and, uh, to make a good life and raise his children, but I met them after we became good friends. And we've become good friends. And I looked past, and they would make certain that I'd get in touch with Ali. Uh, Hannah, one of his daughters, she would go there to visit him when he wasn't feeling too well and put him on the telephone with me. And we'd film each other on the phone and laugh and joke. We did so many visits together, and it was because of the children. So I learned to love the children on another level. They became my best friends, too. It was really beautiful seeing those screening pictures uh, showing uh, Big George Foreman down there in Atlanta. It just looked so like iconic to see the, the two of you together. It was really beautiful. Let me, you know, historical boxer, entrepreneur, creator, innovator of products, a household name even beyond sport. When you look at the grill and what you did with that, how much of just residuals of that made you decide to retire after the Shannon Briggs fight? Well, I got too much work. I was, uh, I had a lot of time to box on my comeback, but then the grill and all those things I'd gotten so successful, I just didn't have time to box anymore. I wanted to go to the gym, but I didn't find time. I think my wife kept me busy. She said, keep him busy so he don't have time to go to the gym. And it, it worked out like that. I looked up, it was like three years I hadn't boxed, and I never went back. <laughs> but it was because the my business, it kept me too busy to box. Mm -hmm. There's uh, This cast is, is beautiful. That's bringing your story to life. You know, how involved were you with the data? How often did you visit set? Did you visit set when they were filming? You know, mm -hmm. what was a comfortable level of involvement for you, what was most comfortable for you? Not a lot. You gotta have a lot of trust, especially in a, the, the director, uh, Joyce Tillman. We talked a lot, positioned, we threw this out, took this in, and a lot of things were not in the film, and I'm glad because I didn't want those things in my life either, <laughs> let alone <laughs> the film. But I visited the screen, and the one thing I wanted, Chris Davis, I wanted him to become George Foreman, so I didn't interfere with him much. We had our initial meeting, looking each other in the eye. I made him stare me in the eye. I said, look until you see yourself, and vice mm. versa. And this guy was able to acquire the rage I had early on, and then my salvation in the movie. And so it was enough right then. The movie was made with a lot of heart, give and take. That's, that gives me chills to say that. that That's great. Look at me until you see yourself. Is that a mantra in your family? Or is that something like a creed you've lived by? Or did it just come out of you in that moment? Yeah, I had to approach him and let him see George Foreman. And he saw me in, in, in looking in my eyes. He saw himself. And it transformed him. And that guy did an acting job. I had no idea that he could be such a good actor but it made me proud of myself for a second. And all the things I'd gone through, he helped me live them again and make me happy with them. Oh, that's beautiful. That's really beautiful. They are winding me down, and as it happens, Big George Foreman will be advertised uh, a lot during the Gervonta Davis, uh, Ryan Garcia fight next week. I'll be there with my partner, because we'll be doing interviews. If you see us, come say what's up. Uh -huh. um, 
You know, what do you think about that fight? Instead of asking you for a prediction, you worked as a time as a commentator. Would you mind breaking down their styles for us? And, you know, we'll leave it to ourselves to guess, you know, how the fight will end. Well, the, the tank is going to keep bringing the fight. And that's going to be a tough fight. The other guy's going to be boxing. And I just hope everyone get 12 rounds of a good fight. And lastly, as a heavyweight, we have a number of heavyweight matches. We want to see potentially Fury Usyk uh, for a big unification bout. We're waiting for Deontay Wilder, Anthony Joshua training with Derek James. What are your thoughts on the heavyweights right now? How, mu how, how much attention are you paying to the heavyweight edition? I am. Um, Anthony Usyk. Joshua and uh, Tyson Fury is the dream fight. That's the boxing match I really want to see. Deontay Wilder has proven himself. What a, a real puncher for real. But now I got to see for the championship of the world, Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury. I won't be content until I see that match. From your lips to God's ear, and I want to see it too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thank you. You are a brilliant, brilliant man. I respect you tremendously. Thank you so much for this time, and you are really a living treasure. Thank you so much. All right, keep that wonderful name.